Union and You. I'm Rachel and I'm Erica. And we are talking about something that both of us get a lot of questions about. Definitely Erica more than me because she's been doing it for a lot longer than I have. But I'm a newbie at it and I am enjoying it and sharing my journey uh, through social media. And so we wanted to talk about (laughs) rock climbing. (laughs) I know. So exciting. Literally, guys, the whole reason why I'm sitting here today with a podcast and my own health coaching business and everything I've done over the last five years has literally just because just been just because I want to get back to rock climbing, like hands down. That was like my number one intention for starting on my health again, because I love this sport. It is literally the best thing ever that I've ever found. And I'm not even an athletic person. I was a girl in middle school and high school that literally tried to use every single excuse to get out of exercising. (laughs) I was more of like the artsy introverted one. It's weird. Now you probably listen to me and you're like, she is not introverted. This took me me time. Um, But anyways, my point is that I was never really active because I didn't really find anything that made exercising fun. And so when I found climbing, I was like, wait a second. I'm getting in shape and this is fun and I'm getting muscles and I'm not even trying to be in shape. Like it's just that fun. Mm -hmm. It's so funny to me that I started rock climbing and really getting into it like right before you and I started talking on Instagram and like then, you know, made this podcast. So I'm still a total newbie. Like, what do you call it? A Gumby? (laughs) But someone the other day told me never underestimate the stoke of a Gumby. And that's me always just stoked to be climbing period and so proud of myself. And I know I'm so proud of you and I know that you're super proud of yourself, but it's amazing amazing that like that, that was your one big intention behind mm-hmm. your entire journey. And here yep. you are. It's so inspiring. Thank you. I mean, Rachel, like this is, I, it's sometimes like too much for my brain to like kind of process because I didn't get back to rock climbing, you know, after one month of like on my health journey, after getting diagnosed with an inflammatory autoimmune disease, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, literally rock climbing is pretty much the antithesis of having rheumatoid arthritis, right? It's like those two things do not go together. <laughs> when you think yeah. of someone has this disease, you don't think they're rock climbing. And, you know, I just, for some reason, I just believed that I would get back to climbing one day. Like despite what my, you know, rheumatologist was telling me, despite what other people in the community were telling me, I was just like, I don't care. Like this is going to happen. And if I have to wait 10 years for it to happen, like I'll wait for that. And I really did wait. I mean, not, yeah, it's been about, let's see, it took me four years. So I just started climbing again at the beginning of 2020. So, I mean, it hasn't really been that long and I had to wait for so freaking long, but I've just, I was determined. I was like, I don't care. I just have to have like monk like patience and just wait this (laughs) out because I just couldn't visualize my life without it. I couldn't visualize it. And I've said this before that, you know, all of our friends basically rock climb and that's kind of the foundation of all of our friendships and going outdoors and hiking and all that stuff. So climbing is not just about exercising and my own like 
personal fulfillment, testing my body and, you know, my limits and all that stuff. It's really about the community and the climbing community. Mm -hmm. You'll see like, you know, you go to the gym and it's not like any other just regular workout gym, you know, people are there to support you. Mm -hmm. They want to see you do good. They give you beta, which beta is basically when another climber tells you how to do a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, wait, and a problem is (laughs) a problem is so, okay. Oh God. Are we going to go into all details of all this? I mean, if we're going to talk about the little things, I feel like we should kind of explain, because I think that there's a lot of people that don't do it and aren't quite at that physical level. And they kind of look at us as these, like, they look at us as like a role model, you know, and they they look at us as, oh, hopefully one day I could do something like that. But I think that there are the majority of people have no idea what any any of these terms are. So basically when we're talking about in the gym, so there's like levels of climbing and it usually, so it starts with V0, which is like the lowest grade that you could possibly climb. And it's pretty simple. And then it works its way up to most gyms have like V10s, maybe a V11. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone starts off at the V0, no matter how strong you are and w- whether you have a disease or not, mm-hmm. you have to build the arm strength and the finger strength to continue to uh, progress as a climber. And so when I started, I remember that first feeling of like my arms being completely dead, mm-hmm. like, because it's just a workout. Think about it, your fingers and like basically pulling your whole body weight up, yep. you know, with your own arms is not something you regularly <laughs> do. In or any ever. <laughs> yeah, or ever. Exactly. Um, and so the part of my, my frustration though, recently has been that when I stopped climbing in 2016, when I first got diagnosed, I mean, I was climbing like V6 boulders in the gym mm-hmm. and that's a pretty decent grade. You that's know, it's pretty, pretty up there. Pretty that means hard. You, <laughs> you got some skill, you got some strength. And so, and I, and when it comes to sport climbing, which is another type of climbing where you use a rope and you have like gear and you have a partner to do this, uh, I was climbing like 12A. And so that was super frustrating because let me tell you, my last, my literally my last climb in the gym, like a week before I got diagnosed, I was projecting this 12A sport climb leading it. And, um, I worked really, really hard to get it. And I finally got it. And it was like this, I got a 12 a before my husband did. Wow. Yeah. So I I worked really hard and it was a, a very, like, it was a problem that has a lot of slopers. So just anyone listening, slopers are a type of hold that are kind of like flat and round. So a lot of it is like using your palm strength Mm -hmm. and like kind of pinching the hold just a little bit. Um, And so I project this, I get this 12A and then a week later I get diagnosed. Wow. So imagine. Wait, 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 hold on. Just a quick rewind because um, I don't know that everyone would know what projecting is. So basically what that means is that Erica was working at getting this for Mm -hmm. a long time. She was working at getting up this entire route without having to like pause, take a break, fall and any of that. And so she finally got it. And then. (laughs) Yep. And then I get diagnosed and think about it. I was like literally at the peak of just everything like 
my physical strength, my technique, mm-hmm. uh, my mindset, because part of, uh, I mean, I would say a huge part, if not like 70% of climbing is your mindset. And yeah. we talk all about mindset <laughs> and this applies <laughs> to rock climbing. And I think that's probably, you know, why Rachel's drawn to it and why I'm drawn mm-hmm. to it is because there is a mental aspect to climbing. Huge. Uh, yeah, huge. And so I like had built up all of this over the years that I, the three years before that I had been climbing. And then I had to put that on hold. And it was like, oh my gosh, this like sucks. But you know what? I'm just thankful that I can even, even if I could just, Climb V1, V2 for the rest of my life. Like, honestly, the fact that I can even do it is just enough for me. It's so cool that you're able to do that. And I'm super proud of you. And it feels every time that I go climbing, I have to like pinch myself. I'm like, wait, am I actually doing this? Especially bouldering. So the difference um, for anyone listening in bouldering versus like rope climbing, obviously rope climbing, you have a rope attached to you, right? And you're like, it's a lot taller walls and you have a partner Mm -hmm. that's belaying you and like feeding the rope through. Um, But when you're bouldering, it's literally just you and the wall and no rope, none of that. And it is such a different mental game. They both are for sure in different ways, but bouldering is so much more of a mental game because some the roots um, can be a little bit harder sometimes in different ways. And for me personally, like it is such a different type of strength that I feel like I need when I'm bouldering, because there's something about, again, the mental game of knowing that the rope is there, even if it's not even like tight, you just know that the rope is there to catch you. Whereas bouldering, you don't have that and you have to learn to fall correctly. And that's a whole other game is like, especially when you have an autoimmune disease, when you have your joints affected, you're scared to fall even more so because you don't want to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that for me, it of course is a great workout, but I go rock climbing because of the mental side of it. Because when Mm -hmm. I am rock climbing, I don't think about anything else. And it is such a good relief, like stress release and mental relief for me. And that's what I do it for. Mm -hmm. I I mean, a hundred percent, like that is primarily also why I love climbing is that Mm -hmm. when I started uh, rock climbing in 2013, I was in school, I was working full time. And I made it a point like I was going to the gym five times a week, Monday through Friday, uh, climbing at least two to three hours after work. I thinking back, I'm like, I don't know how I climbed so much, (laughs) plus worked full time, plus was going to school, but I made it happen because I loved it so much. But basically, yeah, it's like, it's such a like, you're so present with the climb that you don't have space in your mind to think about other things. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's not just like I'm escaping my life. It's like I'm actually becoming more present in Mm -hmm. my life because I'm spending my attention and my energy focused on the the climb. I'm focused on each move and And just being present and in Mm -hmm. the moment. Yep. Yep. It's a really good practice for other aspects of life of just being in the moment and being intentional with exactly what you're doing, like you just said. Yeah. And I think another part of climbing too is that it's taught my husband and I, because we started dating, I started dating him, I think, let's see, two years after I started climbing. And actually, when I met my husband, 
he was, uh, he started climbing like, I don't know, like four or five months before I did, but we didn't, we hadn't met each other yet. Mm-hmm. So when I met him and like one of the first things that I wanted to do with him was go to the rock climbing gym. I was like, Hey, like, have you ever heard of climbing? He's like, what the heck? He's like, you climb. He's like, ah, I just started climbing. So like the fact that I found someone who, that, mm-hmm. who was equally passionate about it was just like, Oh my gosh, because I feel you know, I don't know about yourself, but once you really get involved in climbing, I mean, not just going to the gym, but like going outdoors mm-hmm. and building your climbing community and like meeting all these people that are um, equally in love with climbing, you're going to want a partner who climbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so whoever you end up dating, taking <laughs> them, but uh, that was important for me. And so thankfully I met someone that was climbing because I, I needed that. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I actually didn't know that, that mm-hmm. um, he started climbing a little bit before he met you and then yep. you guys started doing it together. So that's so, I mean, I knew that you guys do it together yeah. now. Yeah. That's so cool. And also you were mentioning that you hit that 12 uh, A before he did. So yep. He was, to you. <laughs> ex- no, exactly. And it's funny because we were talking about that, like, uh, I think a month ago. He was like, I cannot believe you got a 12A in the gym before me. (laughs) I'm like, well, I don't know what it was, Rachel. It was really weird. Maybe on some like unconscious level, I felt like something drastic was going to, or like intuitively, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that something drastic was about to happen in my life because I had this drive and I had never projected uh, something like that in my life, like mm-hmm. in my, or, you know, in my years of climbing, like I had never got so hyper-focused on a climb where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to like spend all my time and energy. Like every time I go to the gym working on this problem. Mm-hmm. And so it just, to me, like everything, the way everything is kind of played out in my life. When I look back in retrospect, I'm like, there was so many weird things that happened that was like, okay, why did I project that? How did I get the hardest Mm -hmm. climb? You know, and it was kind of like this, I don't know, like when I got diagnosed, a part of me kind of felt at peace too, because I had just finished that climb. And I, I kind of felt this fulfillment and kind of like felt content and satisfied. So it would have been, think about it. What if I was projecting this and then, you know, my finger gets really swollen and I can't finish the climb. And then I spend the next couple, three years, four years <laughs> in pain swollen, yeah. and, and can't climb. Like it would have been a whole different story. Mm-hmm. It's just proof that literally everything happens and plays out the way it's supposed to. It truly does. I'm such a firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. I'm just still blown away by the fact that you're projecting a 12A because I just got on an 11A for the first time ever yesterday or two days mm-hmm. ago. And I was like super proud about that. I mean, I'm still super proud about that. But just the thought of a 12A to me is like, whoa. So for anyone listening who's like, what the heck are they talking about? We kind of explained the the bouldering scale of like V0 all the way up to like V11. To put this into perspective, um, I had been climbing on and off for the past like 
five years, like very sporadically, couple times a year, because my shout out to my little brother and my sibling, um, Kay and Joey, because they have gone, they're uh, now 15 and 17 and they've gone to like nationals and regionals and That's divisionals so and all these like cool competitions for like us climbing for youth climbing. And so anytime that I would go visit my family, I would go climbing with them. And I was like always on super low scale things. I never even um, really bouldered with them. Like very rarely, it was all rope climbing. And then I uh, moved to Portland and there's a climbing gym literally right next to my building. And my best friend, Alexis is super into climbing and she just started getting like more into it. And so we started going together once I moved here. And that's when I really started being like, God, I love this so much because I had never Mm -hmm. been in a position where I could climb regularly. Because when I lived in LA, there was a climbing gym and I went with my husband at the time a couple of times, but it wasn't anything that was um, frequent. And so uh, I've been climbing consistently for just under six months. And um, a couple of like two of those months, I couldn't climb because the climbing gyms were closed and it was too cold to climb. Yeah. even attempt to climb outdoors. So really we can say four months of climbing consistently and, um, well, you're doing good. Thank <laughs> you. Thank yeah, you. You're doing really good. <laughs> so to put that into perspective, as far as bouldering, I, like Erica said, everyone, you start out on a V zero and I have been working. I can do some V twos now. So V ones for sure. I can do like what they call it, like flashing, like do it the first try. Mm-hmm. Uh, but V2s, I can do some of them the first try. Some of them I have to, like like Erica said, that term projecting. So like working on it over time. Mm-hmm. And um, I've started kind of attempting V3s. So when Erica's mm-hmm. saying like V6s, V7s, like it's so inspiring yeah. to me. And then as far as rope climbing, um, in the gym, a lot of the, a lot of the gyms start as low as like five, six, I would say five, six, five, seven. So it's mm-hmm. like 5.6, 5.7. And so that's, you know, everyone kind of starts out there and that's where I started. And now I am at a point where I, uh, so it goes like five, six, five, seven, five, eight, all the way up to five, 10. And then once you get to 10, it starts going like A, B, C, D, and then 11, A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. 12, so on. So yep. just to give everyone a little bit of background and oh, so, yeah, look at and- you, she's all, <laughs> she, I'm like, oh, who's the climber here? You're like, you're like, hold on. Let me give you the whole history. Of <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're explaining this. I'm just like, it's so cool to hear you talk about all this Aww. stuff because when we first started talking, you know, like you were just dabbling and now you're yeah. like going way more frequently. And I, I know this is funny and I'm only 33 and you're 27, but whatever. It kind of feels like a big sister kind of vibe where I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's doing it. But honestly, I get super stoked for anyone that gets into climbing because it totally, it just transforms you. I'm yeah, sorry. It it's does. not like any other freaking sport. No, like, it's not. It, it's just not like, it's just. I I can't, I can't like praise it enough. I just love it so much. The fact that we can even do this in any type of capacity, like Mm -hmm. I said, if, you know, if I had to do V2s again or V1s, like I would just be thankful to even be in the gym. And right now I'm able to do like V4s and sometimes I've done like a few V5s. 
So I, I'm getting there, but let's talk about, you know, the reality of living with an autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, and getting flares here and there that yep. prevent you from going as hard every single time. Yep. So mm-hmm. I want to say that I don't go to the gym and, you know, I go super hard every time because mm-hmm. not every day does my body feel the same. So if I go consecutively, I may start to feel like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going too hard and my body lets me know. So it's, it's not the same though. It's not like when I first started climbing and, you know, didn't have this official diagnosis, even though I still didn't feel good. Um, I definitely could go for longer. Now I'm noticing, you know, different things, but you know what? I'm still thankful to be able to be do- doing this at all. And the trippy thing is, is that when I'm in the gym, and I'm climbing, I forget that I have this disease. Mm-hmm. It's really the one time, unless I uh, some type of joint. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Except and, if I'm like, yeah. oh, that is not just a normal sore in yeah. my hand. That is right. like, I need to yeah. calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But if I'm feeling really good and I'm enjoying myself at the gym, and I'm around completely normal, healthy people, I feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of like going to the gym because I could even have like a little thing going on with me. And I'm like, when I'm at home, I could be more hyper-focused on it and then a little bit stressed and, oh God, this, you know, why do I feel this way? But then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to go to the gym. Like, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to climb too hard, but I'm still going to go and get my body moving. And when I do that, I'm like, okay, (laughs) like, it's just kind of, I forget that I have this really, when you think about it, crazy disease, Mm because it's not something little. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I'm just so proud of like both of us. And, you know, I'm sure people that follow us, look at us and they're like, what the heck? I know. How is that possible? Yep. Yep. I get that. I mean, I'm sure you get it, like I said, way more than I do, but I even get it all the time of like, how is that possible? And the thing is, anything that you believe is possible is possible. Now it might not be possible that exact day for you, but as long as you work at it and you have that mindset piece. And also like Erica said, being around that and surrounding yourself with people that show you that it's possible and uplift you. Even if they don't have an autoimmune disease, you can still have people around you that do support what you're doing. And I think that that's such a big missing piece of the puzzle for so many people out there. And, um, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. When I'm at the gym, I forget about it unless I am just, my fingers start getting to a point where I'm like, I need to stop. And the kind of nice part about COVID stuff is that right now at the climbing gym, at least at my climbing gym, um, it's only an hour and 45 minute like reservation slots. And so by that point, when that time comes around, I am toast. Like I am done, especially if I'm going, because recently I've been going super consistently three times a week. This week, um, I committed to five days, which is I've never done before. And today was day four. And I actually felt really freaking good. And again, it's all the mindset piece because I could look at it as like, oh my God, I committed to climbing five days with these different people. But to me, I'm like, you know what? 
every little bit counts. And if for some reason I like get on a, on the wall and I do one climb and I just cannot do another, I'll sit there and I'll belay the person instead of yeah. like getting back on the wall. And that's fine. At least I can be there in the environment around other people have like the support and know that I at least got one climb and it's better than nothing. This kind of, uh, takes me back to my trip this weekend to yeah. Red Rocks because Friday when we got there, I was kind of like messing around on a rock. Like it wasn't like a boulder that I was trying to climb. I was just kind of like holding on to this rock and my foot slipped and I like totally fell off of this rock, like onto my butt super hard, Mm. like kind of like rolled, tweaked my wrist and my elbow. And, and that was Friday. That was like two hours into us getting there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh gosh, but I kind of just immediately got up and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to like brush it off. Don't focus on it. Cause I, then I might get in my head and it would probably ruin the whole weekend, even though it did hurt. And I just kind of was like, whatever, Mm -hmm. like, don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Just keep moving because I didn't really have an option because everyone was kind of, they were climbing and I knew like we had a long day ahead of us. And so Uh, by the end of Friday that night, when we were around the campfire, my wrist was getting super painful. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, crap, like we still have Saturday and we still have Sunday. (laughs) So, uh, a part of me was like, okay, is this purely just from falling or is this part of this arthritis? Because I did climb a few routes before I fell, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I had tweaked myself and that was from climbing or it was because I legitimately like hurt myself. Yeah. And so there's this like internal struggle of is this caused by climbing or is this because this happened to me? And I think in that moment, it, it really was a combination of both things. Um, and so Friday night, I like was going to bed and I told my husband I was like I don't know we might have to like leave because my wrist was hurting really really bad Mm -hmm. and I was so frustrated I was like why did I do that I need to be careful I forget (laughs) I have a disease like I can't be like messing around and you know what and then I'm just like what are you talking about, Erica? You didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) Things just happen and don't beat yourself up for it. So anyways, I wake up Saturday. I feel better. But here's the thing. So one of our friends that introduced us to two of his friends, his girlfriend like made me some uh, granola bars. And she asked me like, you know, what kind of nuts you can have. She showed me all the ingredients and made it for me. And it was so good. But I told myself because I have a sensitivity to nuts that I'm only going to eat a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that did not happen. (laughs) You know, when you're climbing and hanging out, you like snack. Which actually is a really nice piggyback on what we talked about last week. Exactly. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. And so I told myself, I'm like, I'm just going to have a little, like, I'm not going to indulge because I know that's going to not be good for me. So I end up eating a lot of it on Saturday. And then I eat a lot of it on Sunday, even on our like road trip home. And so that would be me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens Monday, like my elbow was like, my elbow has never been swollen. I will tell you that my fingers are the main ones that I get like visible inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so 
my elbow was so swollen that I couldn't even like straighten it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, instantly get into panic mode of like, Mm -hmm. what the heck? And then I'm just like, okay, Erica, let's think about what happened this weekend. You climbed some strenuous stuff. You fell on your arm and on your wrist and you had some, you ate something that triggers you and you ate a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had to just kind of talk myself through that in the last few days. I've just had to do nothing like literally all yesterday and the day before I just laid in bed and relaxed and just chilled. And thankfully I didn't have any clients or anything like that. But today I woke up, I'm like, Oh my God, so much better. But I was like, so fearful. And my husband, like I said, he's, he's my freaking health coach. Um, He's my (laughs) therapist too. Um, But he's like, babe, you're going to be fine. He's like, you know what you had. He's like, you know, that that triggers you. He's like, just relax, take some time. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Like, it's so funny because it's like, you know, these are the things that I tell my clients and I'm like, oh crap, like I didn't even remind myself that. And so anyways, I took the time and I'm feeling so much better today. But my point is, is that when you go outdoors climbing, it's a whole other level. Like Mm -hmm. you're dealing with the heat, you're dealing with hiking, you're like, you're dealing with, you know, the harsh environment of just being outdoors and Mm -hmm. the rock itself is very hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. A a rock outside is different than a rock inside. Oh, for sure. Cause they're not even, yeah. (laughs) And and the holds that, okay. So the holds in the gym are like big old like holds when you go outdoors you are not going to find that you are Mm -hmm. lucky if you find something that you can solidly grab, Uh like everything is super crimpy. And so crimpy is basically (laughs) a type of hold where you use a lot of your like fingertips. It's Uh like a very small ledge that you put your fingers on and that's what you use to pull up your body or to finish the climb. And so that there was a lot of that. And so I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. Why? I feel this way, but, uh, yeah, I gave myself the rest and I'm feeling a lot better. I'm so glad that you're feeling better. And yeah, I mean, that's so strenuous. And I remember that we were talking that day and I just like felt so bad. Cause it was a day that we usually would record and you're just like, no dude, I cannot no. do it. It would and have been was- terrible, <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're feeling so much better and that you gave yourself that rest. And it's really important to remember, no matter if you're, this is for anyone listening, like no matter if you're rock climbing or what you're doing, if you do something out of the norm, out of your usual, like give yourself that grace, give yourself that extra rest. It's really important to recognize that it is outside of your norm and not that it's a bad thing to go outside of your norm, but you might need a little bit of extra time to recover and that's okay. And it's really Mm -hmm. important to recognize that within yourself. Mm -hmm. I still have yet to climb outdoors and I can't wait until I finally can. Um, when I, when I come out there, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're going to do all the things when you come here. I can't wait. Yes. And yeah, so it's a very different thing. And I'm still working on kind of building my strength within the gym for now uh, until summertime in Portland when everyone keeps saying, wait for summertime in Portland. That's why people stay here is for summertime. And I'm like, okay, guys, I'm holding out. Probably so nice. It's probably (laughs) so nice. (laughs) 
Yeah, it better be. I, it, I mean, I came here to visit in July of last year and it was beautiful. And it's kind of what like convinced me that I needed to be here. So, I mean, yeah. I already kind of have an idea of it, but to be here for the whole summer, I can't wait. And to be able to climb outdoors and yeah, I am kind of bracing myself and it really is a mental game even just bracing myself for climbing outdoors because I know that it's so different on top of, even if you are rope climbing and not just bouldering, I know that it's very different because in yeah. the gym, you know, you have the, the rope tied at the very top of the route and you're just like, do, 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 unless you're lead climbing, which is where yeah. you like clip in as you go. And, um, you're just like, okay, well, like, I know I'm safe. You can look down and like, not be scared at it. Well, you kind of have to get past that at first, but then mm -hmm. eventually you like, don't have any issues with it. Whereas climbing outdoors, I know is just so different. And that's something that I'm so excited to tackle. And again, all the mindset and the mind game. And that's what really intrigues me about it is that there's always, there's always more to do and there's always harder to get. Like you've, yeah. I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen uh, free solo, like the rock climbing movie. Yeah. And like, that is like extreme, right. But there's always somewhere to go. There's even something better than that for him. You know, like, it's kind of like, well, actually in the movie, he was like, well, I don't really know what's passes, but anyway, so, <laughs> but there's like always something more to strive for. Whereas some things that you tackle in life, it's kind of like, okay, you get there. And then now yeah. what, you know? And I think yeah. that with rock climbing, it's a really cool opportunity because you never really, there is no like, okay, I got there. Now what? It's like, no. you always know what's yeah. next. You always know how much farther you can go. And it's always a mind game of pushing your body even farther. Um, yeah. when I went climbing today, I seriously, I could have had the mindset of, Oh, this is day four. You know, my fingers are going to start hurting, but I could like, I could have convinced myself that I wasn't going to be fine and I wouldn't have been fine. But in yeah. my mind, I'm like, I'm really excited because I'm climbing with my friend Roxy and I love climbing with her and I'm so excited and I'm going to tackle this project that I've been um, working on. And I did. I tackled it. I got it. Like I worked really hard and I felt really freaking good during and after, but it's yeah. all a matter of how you look at things. And that again, goes with anything. This isn't just about rock climbing, even though obviously we're talking about rock climbing today. Yeah. The one thing I want to point out is that, you know, yes, going outdoors can be, you know, harsh. I mean, like I said, there's lots of different factors involved in it compared to the gym, but the thing is, you know, sometimes it affects me differently. So some trips for whatever reason just totally like wipes me out. And it's not that like, I wouldn't say I'm doing anything more like particularly like strenuous, mm -hmm. but sometimes my immune system just reacts differently to certain mm -hmm. things. And it's sometimes I feel like it's just I don't know, out of my control, the way that my body responds. And yeah. so like this time I was like, what the heck? Wow. Even though like I knew there was some things that I did, but I just feel like sometimes it hits me differently. And that can be sometimes, you know, the frustrating part for anyone dealing with the autoimmune disease mm -hmm. is that you can be doing really, really fine. And then these external kind of factors, such as like being in a lot of sunlight, like sunlight can actually be a trigger for people yeah. with autoimmune diseases. And for a long time, I think I kind of denied that because I'm like, oh, I'm like pretty healthy. I do really well. I, you know, for autoimmune disease, like I do a lot of stuff. I'm pretty active. But then there's times like that where it can trigger something in me. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I have an autoimmune disease that is triggered by stuff that are sometimes unpredictable and mm -hmm. I can't predict that. And then I'm wiped out for 
a few days. I was not expecting that, but I just, I, you know, you just have to roll with the punches. Exactly. Like, that's what with I was anything, say. anything mm-hmm. that you do, because I mean, that's all you can do. You don't want to stop yourself, you know, unless you're literally like physically incapable and mm-hmm. it's really hurting you, you shouldn't be yeah. doing it. But if, if you can do it, but just do it less, you know, that makes it so much better, but still like things are unpredictable, but it's about just, you know, having that compassion for yourself. If you do flare and say like, you know what, you didn't do this to make yourself flare and like hurt yourself intentionally. You were doing this because you loved something and you did it, you know, like whether it's a hike or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I find that like some clients, they'll go do something and it's super simple, right? It's like someone messaged me and they were like, I was, I did a hike or something. It wasn't even a hike. They were just like on a walk and carrying a heavy backpack. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's fine. And then they got super flared out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, you may feel like you have it all together and then something triggers you. And then it's kind of like, it could feel kind of frustrating, but you just have to remember like your body will bounce back when you Mm -hmm. give it that little bit of rest, give it a little bit of extra care, you know, but if you don't do that, you're going to continuously be in that state. Like if I came back from this camping trip, I was like, I'm going to go climbing on Monday. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do all my laundry that we still need to do from (laughs) camping. Like I didn't even care. I am a very tidy, clean person. And the fact that there are literally piles of camping clothes and towels and all this stuff (laughs) piled up today, like there's dishes in her sink right now. I see like cat hair everywhere and I really want to do it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to give myself one extra day because Mm -hmm. I can do all the cleaning, do all the catch up stuff this weekend. And I'm just going to just be okay and just not look at it. Yeah. With something like that, it's important to prioritize. So for instance, like the person that you were talking about that took a walk with a heavy backpack and then is feeling like flared out, um, for in that example, first of all, not beating yourself up over the fact that you did it kind of like Erica was talking about, um, with her, with her fall, when she was climbing on the rock and like messing around, you can't just sit there and beat yourself up because it's just going to make it worse. It's just going to make your mind continuously be in that negative spiral and cycle. So rather than that, focus on what you can control because you can't control the past. You can't control what happened and you can look at it in a scope of, Oh, I wish I didn't do that. Or you could look at it in a scope of for this, for that example of the person walking. Oh, I'm so glad I got outdoors. The sun was shining. I got to enjoy myself and you know what? Now I'm flared up, but that's okay because now I'm going to continue to control what I can control. And I'm going to ice my knee. Let's say it's, I don't know if it was their knees, but I'm going to ice my knees. I'm going to put some Arnica gel or CBD or whatever. I'm going to elevate them. I'm going to rest. I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to make sure that I'm putting nourishing foods into my body and I'm going to control every possible thing that I can control and what I can't control is done. And that's in the past now. And, um, and focusing on that intention behind the healing as well. And then on top of that, prioritizing, like Erica just said, she's giving herself an extra day to rest. And it's really important to her to do that. If you're feeling like there are things that you need to attend to make a list, like literally write down a list of all the things that are circulating your head and then decide which ones have to be done today or else sort of thing. Yeah. Because I promise you all the things that you think that you have to get done or you should get done really aren't actually 
actually priority when you look at it from an objective standpoint. So just make sure that you're prioritizing because maybe there are things that you absolutely have to get done and that's fine. You know, like feeding your kids or like things like that. But as far as laundry, that doesn't necessarily 90% of the time have to be done right then. And that's okay to put it um, on the back burner for another day while you Mm -hmm. recover. Because if you push yourself and you do all the things, then like Erica was saying, you might be laid out for another couple of days. Whereas if you give yourself that one extra day, then tackle this stuff, you're not going to be laid out for any extra days, most likely. Yep. And you, you, uh, bring up a really good point because, when I came back when, well, yesterday, actually no, on Tuesday, the day we were supposed to record, that was the day I felt the worst. And I was really like, I was finding myself in that beat up mode, which I talk a lot about. And I've told people like, look, I'm guilty of that too. Trust me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not a perfect angel to my own self. Sometimes, sometimes Mm -hmm. I get pretty upset. And so I was like, dang it. Like, why did I go on this trip? Like now I'm going to be knocked out and like, you know, just going down that wormhole. And then I thought about it. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't say this, but my goal for this uh, climbing trip that we went on to Red Rocks was to get a V2 boulder outdoors. So that was my goal. Uh, I haven't been able to do that since I started climbing again, because I've, you know, obviously been gaining my strength back Mm -hmm. and a V2 outdoors is just, is just a goal of mine. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a V2 outdoors, but then then I fell and then my elbow was hurting and all this stuff. So it prevented me from going really hard and trying to get a V2, right? Mm-hmm. So I tried it, but I couldn't get this one that I originally wanted to do because it's like one of the more classic climbs. And I tried it a few times and my wrist was bothering me because I fell on it. So I was like, crap, like I can't freaking do this. And there was like these girls around me and they were like doing the problem like very easily. And I was like, dang it, like Mm -hmm. getting really mad at myself. And so Sunday, okay, that was on, uh, that was on Friday. And then on Sunday, when we were going to leave, we decided, Hey, let's just check out a few more boulders. Let's just try to climb. But I still was feeling bad. Like my elbow was hurting. My wrist was hurting. I felt like I was actually getting worse. So I was like, Oh, like I really shouldn't try hard. Mm -hmm. Literally like an hour before we leave, I see this boulder. I didn't know what it was rated. I just see it. And I was like, okay, this looks doable. Mm -hmm. And I touched it. I tried to get on it try to start the problem. And I like fell off. I was like, Ooh, that's more crimpier than I thought. And it was hurting my wrist to kind of pull down on it. And so I tried it. And then I was like, I got off and I was like, I can't do this. My wrist hurts. Like if I push myself too hard, I'm going to be really screwed Mm -hmm. and just kind of like really upset and just like, dang it. I came out here to do a V2 and I didn't accomplish that. Like I kind of felt like a failure. And so anyways, I look at this climb and I just told my husband spot me, which is like when you're about to climb a boulder and uh, you want to have someone kind of looking out for you in case you fall off the boulder. I was like, I'm going to try this one more time. So I I get on, I lock on super hard to these Mm -hmm. super crimps and I just got super freaking determined and I got to the top of it. So (gasps) So I got to the top of it, right? Okay. I'm thinking like, okay, this was like maybe a V1. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about the grade. I just was like, okay, I want to climb 
one last thing before we go because I mm-hmm. came here to climb. So we get home and later that night, my husband looks up the climb that I did. He's like, babe, guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, that climb you did was a solid V2. And he showed me. Wow. I was like, what? So it was so crazy because look, I had set that intention like weeks ahead of this of mm-hmm. me getting a V2 outdoors. Wow. And I, the last boulder that I see that I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know what the grade was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like some super classic popular climb, but it, mm-hmm. it was still, um, it was still in the Red Rocks book. But anyways, I, the, the crazy part is, is that I did it. I got a V2. And wow. Thank you. But it made everything so much worth it. Like all my pain and everything Mm -hmm. that I felt like over the last few days, I was like, okay, at least I got the V2 that I went out there to go do. So (laughs) I I can be okay with that. Yay. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy for you. What a great feeling. That's amazing. But visualization, Rachel, we both Mm -hmm. talked about visualization, all that stuff you can really manifest that stuff. It's literally, yeah, it's not hippy dippy shit. This is real life shit. This is stuff that you can actually make manifest into your life. And even in just quick instances like that of like, you know what, I'm just going to try it one more time. And like not even, and also not psyching yourself out because it's the same thing. Like I was saying that I can like barely tackle V3s at the gym, but I Mm -hmm. promise you if I were to just look at a route and not look at the grade, which is really hard for me to like ignore the grade, I'm always like, oh God, that's v3 there's no way but if I the ones that I don't necessarily look at or the ones that like a friend will do and I'll be like no I can't do it and they'll be like just try then I'm like oh I did it wait what (laughs) no it's super important okay so as my second time around now climbing since I started getting back into it I'm kind of looking at climbing with like fresh eyes so now instead of like me getting focused on the grades. Now I told you, I just look at something, even if it's a V5, V6, I'll look at it. I'm like, that looks doable. And half of the time I can get halfway and Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, the last two moves are V6 moves and I can't do them. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, you know, when we label things and all that, we kind of restrict our own self and our own creativity and our own just abilities because growth. Yeah. And our, yeah, this can apply. We talk about this, this can apply to like almost everything, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just climbing. Like we're talking about limiting yourself with anything in life. Yeah. Even when it comes to like medications, right? You may Mm -hmm. be on like five different medications right now. Right. And you're listening to Rachel and I, and you're just like, how do they do that? Like, I'm never going to be, you know, I'm always going to be on these five medications. Like Mm -hmm. you can't have that mentality. You really got to be like, I will lower my medications. You know, it may Mm -hmm. not be, I, you know, it's okay. You can have that goal for yourself. Of course, like you don't want to be on medication, but it can even be simple. Like I'm going to be on two medications next year and you just commit to it so fully in your head that I swear, if you really believe it, you will, you will do the work. Like unconsciously, you'll start doing the work to get you to that point. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's a really nice way to end this on a really nice note of you don't know if you can or can't do something unless you try. 
So one of my favorite quotes, I forget like who said it or where I heard it first, but my, one of my favorite quotes is whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Yep. If you don't try, you're never going to know. And you might as well just try. So even though this whole episode was talking a lot about rock climbing, I really hope that you are able to apply this to whatever it is that you want to tackle in your life or whatever type of sport or, or fitness thing you have, or just a mindset goal or whatever it is, yep. financial goal, professional goal, whatever it is yep. um, that you're tackling it, that you're making these small goals along the way and that you're surrounding yourself with enough support to know that you can do it. And when I say support, I don't only mean external support. I mean, internal as well. And focusing on um, the mindset piece and that personal development piece. Yep. Totally agree. <laughs> so on that note thank you so much for joining us uh for this episode this is an episode that i feel like was a long time coming and we've been talking about recording about rock climbing for a while and you'll probably hear us talk about well not probably you will hear us talk about (laughs) rock climbing a lot here and there um especially as i start getting more into it as erica progresses even more and then once she comes here to visit me in portland we're gonna go climbing outside stay tuned wait yeah Yeah. absolutely So we will catch you on next week's episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to remind you guys that we are not medical professionals, nor do we give medical advice. So please do not stop taking any medications without consulting your doctor. However, if you'd like to learn more about holistic ways to manage your autoimmune symptoms, we each offer private coaching services and would love to help you. Stay tuned for our next episode. In the meantime, let's connect on Instagram. We are at autoimmune and you, and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to follow each of our personal accounts, we would love that too. You can find our Instagram handles and our websites in the show notes. We'll chat next time. And always remember you are more powerful than you think.